Hey there, it's Nate, Central District Cyclery Podcast. It's uh, Season 1, Episode 15 of our highly successful and highly informative series of shenanigans and things. And with me today um, is bike rider extraordinaire and uh, Dr. Lisa Finkbeiner. So welcome, Lisa. Thank you. Yeah. We'll dive right into a little bit of this. Picked up a new bike last week. What do you... What do you think of the Kona Hanzo DL? I love it. Um, it's something to get used to. I have a BMX racing background, so going from a 20-inch to whatever random mountain bikes I've ridden over the past couple of years to a 29-inch, um, it was fun. I definitely broke it in today. Where'd you go? Cannonsburg, um, hmm. state game area. Okay. I had a good fall. All right. <laughs> it was fun, yeah. Yeah, good, good. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like one of those bikes that can just be throttled um and i really hope you enjoy the hell out of it yeah i'm excited just something to get used to sure sure <laughs> sure um i'm gonna kind of dive into a little bit of your professional background because that's kind of why you were invited tonight just not be- because you ride bikes but because you have um i thought some good comments we were ch- chatting the other week and i thought that was pretty interesting so i know you're a Cairo, but you have a little different take on it and can you Kind of explain maybe in the, in a broad brushstroke what you do and maybe a philosophy. And, you know. Yeah. So I like to call myself a connection and movement-based chiropractor. Um, connection piece being connecting to yourself, being able to further connect to everyone else and the earth and so on, um, done through chiropractic, but also a functional rehab sort of connection, um, really looking at how your entire body is designed to move, designed to be resilient and all of those things um, and getting it back to that. So a lot of the movements that I do are just getting back to optimal movement, optimal function. So say people come in, it's not just a five-minute adjustment or x-rays. We look at how your whole body's moving and then take you through the foundation, which is chiropractic adjustment. Um, But then whatever movements we might need after that to keep your body strong and resilient. Okay. So a lot of mountain bikers kind of have like... probably some similar kind of injuries, repetitive kind of um, things that you just kind of power through, and in the end, they kind of make you walk funny or do something. <laughs> and, um, and so, like, I know I have, like, a weird right shoulder um, for some other reason. It likes to pop out a joint and, and things like that. So, not that I'm seeking free medical advice here, but maybe I am in a little bit. <laughs> but, like, um, so if I came to you as a as a patient and said like hey my right shoulder is bothering me and I have a pain when I rotate it is that a common thing or is that something you feel like you can yeah. work with or yeah that's pretty common everywhere you know whether it's your shoulder knee um, a lot of what happens in our extremities isn't coming just from the region of pain or where you're noticing something abnormal happening um, there's always some sort of underlying cause so that's where that movement assessment comes in of how is your body movement moving to create that abnormal pattern? Um, that pattern doesn't just come out of nowhere. So what's that underlying cause? So getting down to that, which could be so many different things. It could be stability in your spine, which is causing the shoulder pattern. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, so it could, it could be even with your hip. You have muscular slings that connect from your hips to your shoulder that 
not a lot of people think about. Our muscles are kind of like the oceans. They're all connected, but we went and put different names on them, and we think that they're separate. Sure, sure. Um, Mine are mostly fat, by the way, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so just figuring out what is that underlying pattern. It's different for everyone. What's the underlying cause? We might have some sort of diagnosis like a rotator cuff tear, um, but what created that? It didn't just happen out of nowhere. Okay, how do you, and how do you do like an assessment? Like somebody just goes in there and does jumping jacks or I mean, <laughs> how do you do the, the motion yeah. analysis? Yeah, so there's a lot of basic stuff that happens where I do a squat with everyone. Oh, one leg squat, it's only a couple inches down, not all the way down, but to see where's your knee tracking. If it crosses midline of your body, it usually tells me there's some sort of hip stability going on. Um, putting someone in a quadruped position, which is just on your hands and knees, making a tabletop with your back and seeing how your body responds to stabilizing itself. So say you get in that position and your head sinks down, your your chest sinks down, your low back arches a lot, your normal pattern of stabilizing isn't ideal, isn't a neutral pattern. So reteaching your body and reminding your motor patterns how to be in an optimal state. So feeling, um, that neutral state and feeling your body stabilized properly is huge in the treatment part. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. a lot of the assessment can actually be treatment as well. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty, so basically it's kind of like an, a vision part that you see and then. Yep. I see different things. So there could be an imbalance in muscular tissue, even looking at the glutes, the butt region. Um, sometimes people have a really large right glute, the left is really small. So that's a little bit of insight of, okay, there's something in the hip going on. Um, your shoulders are imbalanced. Maybe your head's a little bit forward. Every inch that your head is forward from your shoulders, it adds 10 pounds to really? the top of your back. So just looking at that alone is huge. and showing where we need to go what's the next step look like which is really bad if you have a big head too (laughs) right so the head's already what 10 pounds you're adding 40 pounds on your back (laughs) right 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 huh um well actually then the cycling position probably it and i don't know if this has anything to do with it but um you know older bikes older mountain bikes you used to be much more pronounced longer stems way over the front end of the bike with the modern geos now everything's kind of come back where you can easily like usually especially like on the hanzo that you have it's like a little easier to like roll your shoulder back and get into a little more of an upright seating position so Mm -hmm. i'm guessing if you're probably doing it right then you're maybe starting to align a little better yeah yeah absolutely and we go over a lot of that stuff like that too you know if someone has some sort of issue they need to change what they're doing in their daily life, how they're riding, mm-hmm. how they're moving. Um, so a lot of times I just put people in the position of how they're on their bike. Ideally, the best way that they can get there or they bring their bike in, I'll hold their bike up and just say, okay, show me how you naturally ride. And there are different exercises you can do to make it more natural once you're on your bike to maybe engage your shoulder blades down and bring your head back so you're not so arched forward or curled over your bike kind of like that c-spine position mm-hmm. that you often see on a bike yep yeah so there's so much you can do to get out of that you just have to have the body awareness to do it gotcha gotcha um you know many people you know will try to do their own self-analysis of course and you know um but right now with covid and a lot of people are doing the shut-in thing and all of a sudden um they're getting out old bikes that maybe they haven't used in years 
I mean, most recreational enthusiasts have probably been riding more more year round, but we're starting to see a big chunk of people that are um, used to have, you know, for whatever reason, they used to be pretty enthusiastic mountain bike riders. They generally it's kids having kids or some life change thing, and the the bike gets hung up in the garage, and now all of a sudden they have extra time on their hands, so they're starting to ride. Um, do you have any like? cautions or precautions or maybe some exercises to think about or things to do that might be beneficial to somebody that's kind of like you may be doing that couch to the 5k except it's the couch to the mountain bike trail kind of trip this time yeah um so especially right now we have so much time at home that i like the term a sedentary exerciser so sedentary just means someone who doesn't move a lot throughout the day um and say you take up your bike for an hour a day and you're sitting the entire rest of the day. That is what I would call sedentary exerciser, which is not ideal because your body, your muscles are all being held in one position most of the day. So you're seated, your legs are bent, you have a lot of hip flexion. So those, that iliopsoas muscle, the muscles that cross your hips are all tightening. And then you go to get on your bike um, just for that one hour you're still in the same position, that seated position. So those same muscles are still shortened, still tightened. Mm -hmm. um, so honestly, moving a lot throughout the day, whether it's walking, running, um, some sort of body weight exercise, making sure that you do more than just ride your bike for that one hour or okay. just get off the couch for that one hour. There are so many exercises that I could tell you to do and show you to do. Um, <laughs> I can't do over podcast, but. Oh, well, hey, you could break some new ground. Here, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I do put a lot of stuff on our Facebook and Instagram page. So okay. a lot of exercises, videos on there. And I actually did check that out and was like, um, I thought that was pretty informative. And that's why I kind of did ask you to. Yeah. You know, kind of, kind of come on the podcast. Um, I, one of the things like I'll always struggle with on a ride, and you may have no help on this whatsoever, but. My focus tends to be like all over the freaking world. And um, it, it, it's not that I'm like part squirrel and shiny things get my attention. It's just that I have a, a tendency to, uh, as my parents put it, wool gather. Um, and I carried that right on into my adult life. But I feel maybe I'm right, asking not, not asking the right question. or maybe. Um, but is there like a focus part of what you're doing? Or like does that help or does that not? that has nothing to do with it um let me see if i'm thinking of your question um so the movement or what i do as a whole mm -hmm. affecting that um so the biggest thing would be the chiropractic adjustment the adjustment actually there's a whole bunch of research on it pretty incredible research out there that shows it increases your reaction time it increases your proprioception so your body awareness where you where your brain knows your body's at in space um but also things like focus and just brain function it stimulates areas of your brain that mm -hmm. will help you do all those things so that's a big um that one is hard for people to wrap their heads around because it's not a feeling based it's sort of awareness like people will get adjusted and then they notice oh i i'm not as clumsy as i was i didn't bump my elbow or i can focus a lot when i'm trying to read um or i'm really motivated when i wake up the next day so that's actually a really cool one just the chiropractic adjustment alone yeah um but I'm also interested, and this is kind of to the side of maybe your trust, too. Just when you're riding, you're, you trust your body. I'm sure you've been riding for a while. So yeah. just that alone, I think, is maybe a big piece. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I just I'd kind of been doing a little bit of, you know, 
quasi-research before I thought I would chat with you, and I, I saw focus kind of come into into some of those things that I was reading that that, that would be improved. And, yeah. And that um, I have no firsthand experience with that, but um, and I'm always a skeptic. I got to be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are when they come in. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I totally get the whole alignment thing, and um, and it maybe it's not that much different from a lot of people. Like I'm, I remember like my grandfather going to the chiropractor, you know, and it was literally called, I'm going to go have my back broke, or cracked. Sorry, I'm going to go have my back cracked. And that's kind of how I um, connotate you know, chiropractic in my, in my head. And so now to find out that there's actually a little bit more of a holistic approach, it's not just getting your back cracked, there's more to it than that. Yeah, and a lot of people do come in for pain, but if you look at chiropractic, if you get down to the principles of it, the philosophy of it, it's actually not based on pain. Getting rid of pain is like a side effect that happens, but it's all based on the nervous system. So the only organ in your body that is housed by bone is your spinal cord. So if you think the main communication of your entire body, your entire physical being is all housed from your brain to your spinal cord and mm -hmm. out through the nerves to your limbs, and that tells your body how to function it tells your body how to receive the world around you and tells your body or your brain how to tell your body how to respond so if you look at it everything every decision that your brain makes without you consciously thinking about all has to go through that highway sure so if you wow. have fixation in that area so fixation just meaning part of your spine not moving as well and the adjustment restores that movement it disrupts that communication so it's kind of like putting earmuffs on if I were to cover up this mic right now it'd be pretty hard to hear me right, right. so providing that adjustment just takes that cover off and then you can hear clearly you can respond clearly um, that's why it also helps with sleep sometimes it helps with digestion so I don't say that all of these things improve with everyone but all with what your your needs might be mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. the time so all based on the nervous system. That's why it does help with okay. reaction time and all those things. Ah, that makes a lot of sense. I hadn't even really thought about that being the only organ encased in bone, too. Mm -hmm. um, that's an interesting, interesting thought. Um, I'm going to just kind of dive back a little bit into your history again. So tell me a little bit more about the BMX racing, just to kind of jump and shift gears on you. Yeah. Um, so my dad BMX raced when he was younger, and I just grew up into it. I had two brothers, um, so I just was outside all the time you know I played football snowboarded all those things mm -hmm. um but my dad gave me a bike and I fell in love with it my brothers didn't really like it that much um which was funny but yeah he would buy dump trucks of clay and build jumps in the backyard and I just would hit those jumps all day um well that's pretty awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I would fall all the time my older brother would just videotape me falling and laugh so hard mm -hmm. but it was a lot of fun. I'd still try to ride in the winter. I would spray jumps with the hose to mm -hmm. try to make them ice over so I could still hit the jumps. Um, but that transitioned a lot. You know, I stopped doing that maybe probably when I was 16 and got a car or something. Like a lot of people, really. <laughs> yeah. And then I went through college, and it took a while. I, I always rode a bike. I always rode to school. Um, and then after school is when I really got back into it, when I realized – I'm the happiest on a bike. What am I doing? Why am I just riding it for transportation? Sure. I need to ride it for fun all the time. So now you're going to get back in the air? Yes. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I got that bike. I'm uh -huh, uh -huh. pumped about that. I've been, you know, I have a touring bike as well, so I do a lot of road biking, bike packing. Where have you, where have you bike packed to? 
in the Traverse City area, I actually created my own route, which was not the best idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I made the route for both my wife and I, and she was not biking as much at the time. But it was three days. We camped a couple nights. We went up to the Leelanau Peninsula, down to the Glen Arbor area, and then back to Traverse City. So it was a lot longer than we expected. We ran out of food, um, but it was such a good time. And yet you're still together. Yes, we are still together. She must really like you. <laughs> she does. There was one point we were probably five miles away, mm. and we ran out of food, and she was like, I can't do it anymore. Just so upset. And I was like, just sit here. I'm going to bike as fast as I can to the car. And I did. I got the car and drove it back and picked up our bikes. And Good plan. Yep. Good plan. Yeah, if I've been in that same position. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun to remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny after. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that I often have the same, you know, um, oh, it's just around the corner mentality. And so it's gotten me in, you know, hot water a few times. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Seeing the number too, 40 miles. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I, can, I can do that. That's not a problem. Yeah. You know, um, well, and it's been casually referred to as Nate time. Um, that's a thing. I'm not usually on time. <laughs> I'm not also usually very perceptive when I'm riding if I'm going distances and things like that I just tend to get lost because I'm curious where that next turn might go yeah my wife always says that I can put one pant leg in my pants eat a sandwich and then put the other pant leg on that's just how slow and chill that I am so yeah, perfect perfect <laughs> perfect um so if people wanted to to reach out and and contact you for um Cairo and and things like that where where are you located at and how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, so we're in East Town, um, right across the street from Funky Buddha. Um, you can go to our website. That is GrandRapidsChiroCenter.com. And we put a lot of stuff on Facebook and Instagram, and that's just Dynamic Essence Chiropractic Center. Okay. Yeah. Are you an East Townian? No. Um, mm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hope to. Well, renting right now. Okay, so okay. who knows where I'll end up. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, um, Thank you for coming on tonight. It's been pretty informative, and um, I know I've gotten a couple of things out of this that I probably will be asking a few questions later about. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. You bet. Have a good evening. You too.